0: Out. In 10-3. Aces are loaded for Verlander, who waits out a 3 He swings, and it's a high-fly
1: ball. Deep center field. It is gone. Home run. And a huge backflip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. Welcome into Flipping Bats Now with Ben Verlander. I'm joined, as always, by Alex Curry. And what a disappointing embarrassing loss for Team USA. Um, I'm embarrassed that was a disappointment to watch. Uh, massive loss to Mexico, 11-5. to five. Uh, I, have, I have a lot to say about the matter. Not good from the words play ball and just completely dominated by a Team Mexico team that, to be quite honest with you, we are a lot better than. So we have a lot to talk about in this Team USA-Mexico game. I have a lot of thoughts Um, So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about um, Team Japan's domination in their pool. We're going to talk about the Pool A craziness where everybody ended up tied, which foreshadowing could end up coming into play for Team USA, this whole run quotient thing now that we lost this game um, and some top five moments of the day. Um, I have a lot to say here. I'm not pleased, so Alex... Pretty disappointing.
0: Yeah. Mexico came to play tonight. You got to give a little credit where credit's due. I knew, I think I said in the pregame show, they're going to come with a revenge game after that tough loss that they had in extra innings. But honestly, I didn't expect the lack of a performance that we saw here tonight from Team USA. Team USA looked like this was a spring training game. Mexico looked like this was a mid-season game. I guess the question is what went wrong for USA tonight
1: everything you know from from the be- very beginning of the game they jumped out to a two nothing lead early with Joey Manessas's home run um Nick and like you, you know the starting pitching was bad pitching was bad throughout the lineup didn't produce um so you can the lineup baseball is about throwing the ball throwing the ball pitching the ball and catching the ball and we did none of that tonight yeah we didn't throw the ball. We didn't hit the ball. We didn't catch the ball. We did none of it. So listen, the cold hard truth is this. We could end up winning this tournament. But the truth is we will not consistently win this tournament in our sport until the best pitchers in our country want to represent the red, white, and blue for Team USA. That's the truth. We don't have the pitchers to consistently win this tournament right now and i can sit here and understand that pitchers don't want to pitch in it and for for whatever the reason may be and and those reasons aren't wrong per se but look at a lot of the other countries NL Cy young award winner sandy Alcantra's pitching a lot of the a lot of players shohei otani and yu darvish for team japan the truth is our best guys are not representing our country for team usa and that's not that's not a consistent setup for success that that is the problem in a nutshell and we can sit here and point at this lineup and how good it is and yeah they're they're only scoring five runs but winning is about pitching you know I I say this all the time winning in the playoffs is about pitching well this is a playoff atmosphere yeah we're seeing it every single day these games are set up like playoff games it's about pitching. You're going to run into some good pitching that's going to shut down your lineup or you're going to run into days where one of the best lineups we've ever seen is only going to score five runs. But winning consistently is about pitching and we just don't have the pitching to do that right now. And it's not a discredit to Nick Martinez or Lance Lynn or Adam Wainwright. It's just those aren't our best guys to possibly put out there, and it's it's frustrating to go out and watch Team USA give up 11 runs to a Team Mexico team that yeah they have a, they're good they have a good lineup, but it's just frustrating to watch.
0: Yeah, but there's also the defense behind the pitching, and USA made some careless errors out there tonight. So, so you're putting a guy that might not be an ace in Major League Baseball in a situation where instead of getting three outs, it's like it's to get five outs in an inning. And all around, that can't happen. You have to have the defense behind your starting pitcher, especially when you know it's not a top-end guy. you got to support him. I mean, you were excited to see Nick Martinez on a big stage to come into this moment. He went two and two-thirds innings, gave up five hits and three earned runs. I feel like he could have stayed in a little longer, but he did have those errors behind him, and he kind of had to get more outs than he needed.
1: No, I mean you're you're definitely right. I mean defense is a huge part of it and and getting those outs is a big part of it, but looking at the game tonight, how many runs did bad defense cost us? 1 2 We gave up 11 runs. Now, where it does matter is Nick Martinez wasn't able to go deeper into the game, meaning we had to use other pitchers earlier, which ends up affecting us. And, hey, breaking news, everyone, the tiebreaker in this pool is going to come down to number of runs given up. Okay? The more runs we give up, the harder it's going to be to win a tiebreaker. And giving up 11 runs is not good. Yes, defense wasn't good. Um, but, what I mean, the defenders we have, Nolan Arenado made, it was one, like, weird bounce and tough play, and he ends up not making a play. But Nar- Nolan Arenado is, like, the best defender in the game of baseball. And we have guys out there that are capable of making plays. And I look at the game tonight and say, okay, defense cost us a run, maybe two. We didn't lose this game because of defense. We didn't lose this game because of offense. Our, our, our offense has been lackluster, but we're losing this game because we're giving up 11 runs and we don't have studs out there to turn to in the starting rotation, and it's ended up being more of a problem than I think we realized. And this is against Team Mexico, and not look at the lineups that are down the road. If you have, if you have to face those, I mean, look at those. We're, it's not it's not pretty.
0: I, I think the hardest part for me was I just didn't see the heart tonight yep. from Team USA. Mexico came out with a purpose. They came out from the first pitch with a feeling that they were going to win this game. USA just kind of felt nonchalant about it. And we're kind of seeing it with all the different countries and the cultures and the energy behind this. Like I said, USA felt like a spring training game. Mexico felt like it was a playoff game. Should we be worried right now after this game? Should we be worried about Team USA?
1: Yes. I'm worried. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I mean, the reason I get worried is we could go three and one in this pool, right? We could go on to beat Canada and beat Colombia and then we're three and one. There's a very, very real possibility that both Mexico and Colombia end up being three and one. If Mexico beats Canada and Great Britain, they're three and one. They should win those games. If Colombia beats Great Britain and Canada, then lose to us. Yeah. Then we're all three and one, and then it's going to come down to number of runs given up divided by number of outs gotten. And guess who's given up a lot of runs? We are. We have. So I'm worried. You look at the Pool C standings right now. Canada's one and zero, beating Great Britain handily. They did eighteen wh- runs. They did what you should do. Eighteen
0: against- runs, mercy rule.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Eighteen to eight victory. Columbia one and zero with a big win over Mexico, which is now hurting. Mexico one and one. Yeah, we are one and one, and Great Britain is zero and two. <laughs> to answer your question, I I am worried. I I am worried about what the product I see on the field. Yeah, um, it's a, it's been lackluster performances, and the pitching. I mean, there, it's not like the pitching. To, it's just we don't have. Guys, and then some guys are coming in that aren't on their A game, which is going to happen. Yeah. And then there's really nobody to turn to. You run into a tough position because well, we have other games to win. So where are we going to go? Um, and and I, that that's that's the answer to your question is yes. Um, I am worried. And what we need to be doing now is rooting for every other team in Pool C to be giving up as many runs as possible. Because that will be a tiebreaker is how many runs other teams are giving up. So when you're watching Mexico, when you're watching Colombia, when you're watching Canada, you want them to be giving up runs.
0: This is just weird to look at right now. I don't think I thought we would look at Pool C and ever see USA in the fourth spot. I know we're only two games in. We're going to preview USA Canada later in the show because that's the game tomorrow. But I just want to come back to tonight's game, because we, we got to give some credit to Joey Manessas, who absolutely destroyed USA tonight. He was red hot, two home runs, five RBI. One of the most incredible bat flips I think I've seen. Like, he just, he was red hot.
1: He was red hot, and his story is so cool. Um, you know, he's a, he's a guy from Mexico that signs out of Mexico in 2011, and a decade later hasn't even made his debut yet. Finally, after 10 years, mm-hmm. this guy makes his debut and goes off. And I, I mean, when he signed in 2011, I've played against Joey Manassas in spring training tons of times. And it's like, he's not a guy that's talked about. And now he comes up to the big leagues with the Nationals, hits well over 300, shows a lot of power. Now you're thinking, okay, can he do that again? That was kind of on a, you know a dull season with a Nationals team. Like, can he do it? And now we're seeing him hit third for Team Mexico, going three for five with two homers, five RBIs, and chucking bats into oblivion. (laughs) It's a blast to watch for him. Good for him. Yeah. And Joey Manessis is proving that it was no fluke what he's come up and done. He's an absolute stud. And I mentioned... I mentioned in our preview show, what does what does Team Mexico have to do to win? Yeah. And my answer was get out to an early lead and put some pressure on Team USA. And you can't get out to a much earlier lead than Team Mexico did tonight.
0: Exactly. But at this point now, USA's gotta have a short memory. You gotta, you gotta put this game behind you because you're in tournament play. You got a new game, new team tomorrow, facing Canada, and you just gotta, you gotta forget about it. And you gotta come out and you gotta put up runs early. We'll get into that game in a little bit. But I want to go back to the first game that happened today: Japan defeating Australia, seven to one, finishing undefeated in their pool. And Shohei Otani hitting his first home run in the World Baseball Classic. So cool. It was a magical, magical game.
1: Yeah, they they wrap up their pool. Pool B, undefeated. They're the number one seed coming out of pool B. It got it started with a bang early. I woke up same time. You remember we talked about this yesterday? Oh yeah. So how was that? A little that? bit of a sidetrack here. I asked you because the game was at three, right? But the time changed at two. Two o'clock became three o'clock. <laughs> so I I didn't realize it was that time of year to change the clocks until the last second. So I was gonna set an alarm for two forty-five. What'd you do? I ended up thinking about it. Okay, I'm gonna set an alarm for two forty-five or one forty-five. Yeah. But if I had set an alarm for 2.45, would my alarm go off? Because that time just gets skipped. That Did time it? doesn't exist. Did it go off? So I set my alarm for 145. Yeah. I woke up. I set an alarm for 2.55, knowing I'd be awake. Nothing. No. No alarm goes off.
0: <laughs> it's a time warp. There's nothing crazy. there. The
1: time does not that exist. Uh, that's crazy. Okay. So I woke right. up 145. Shuffle on downstairs to watch the game. And immediately, um, Japan threatens Shohei Otani's massive, massive home run. Off his face on the scoreboard, 448 feet away. Just a remarkable thing to be able to see. His first World Baseball Classic home run. To see the emotion there. To see the crowd go Crazy. Yeah. And a, a lot of the listeners know about um, the translator I went to Japan with. His name is Masa. Yeah. He texted me right after it and said, The Tokyo Dome is shaking. I've never felt this.
0: Oh, yeah. I talked to Jose Moda, who's calling the game in Japan, and he said he has never experienced anything like this, anything even close to what that stadium was like emotionally, electric wise, after Shohei Otani hit that home run it in was- baseball.
1: It was so cool. That's quite the statement. Yeah. And um, a really cool home run. Obviously, Shohei's first World Baseball Classic home run, and he was interviewed on the field after and said a bunch of great things. But the one thing that stood out to me is he said, I've been dreaming of hitting a home run in the World Baseball Classic since I was a kid. And he did it in the Tokyo Dome in front of his nation, and Mm -hmm. everybody that's been rooting for him for so long in the United States. And now he's back, and they get to root for him. And he hits a ball, and he knew it. Everyone knew it. 448 feet, and he just sat there. The finish, the follow-through, it was so cool to be able to see. And then you know what happened, Alex? Uh,
0: Probably one of the cooler human moments that even if you weren't there, you got to watch it via social media online. But the fan who caught the ball Uh. then passed the ball around the stadium for fans to take a photo with the ball, and then fans politely brought it back (laughs) to the original fan who caught it, just showing the amount of respect and appreciation and kindness that Japanese people and fans have for this sport in the game and Shohei Otani.
1: It is is something that I have never seen, and unfortunately, we won't ever see in the United States. No, no way. Imagine Aaron Judge's 63rd home run and the person that caught it passing it around. You know what happened to that guy? Security came running down and had to escort him away so he wouldn't get beat up and yeah. the ball stolen from him yeah. because of how much money it's worth. Yes. Imagine how much money that, that ball's worth, a lot of money. It's not the 63rd Aaron Judge home run, but this Shohei's first ever World Baseball Classic home run, but that's not even a thought in people's minds. No. It's wow. Congratulations for catching this ball. Yes. This is really cool. Thank you for sharing this. It's, it's a different culture. Yeah. It's a respect thing. It's an honor thing. Uh, I was tweeted by, because I, I tweeted this out, uh, the video, saying, like, I've never seen this before. And somebody in Japan tweeted me back and said, I don't understand. Do you guys teach stealing other people's belongings where you're from as a kid? Do you teach that that's bad? And just, in a nutshell, yeah. that's a really, like, powerful statement. Like, oh, yeah. I don't understand. Do you guys teach people to steal others' belongings? And it's like, No, but somewhere we lost, like, at a certain point, we, like, lose our values over, like, it's so strange. Well, honor,
0: honor and respect is the number one forefront of the Japanese culture. I remember we had a Japanese band staying with us, and I had to explain to them what a bike lock was. Like why do you have to why do you have to lock up your bike? I was like, well, if you don't lock it up, someone's gonna steal it. Like why why would someone steal your bike if it's not yours? I'm like, I, it's America. I don't know. People just take things if it's there for the taking.
1: When I went over to Japan a few months ago, I got to experience this up close and personal for the first time. And the amount of respect and like true admiration and love is something yeah. that I was blown away by. And I did. I brought something in today to show, and it's this, I was made a sign yeah. by a little girl. She was probably about eight years old, I would say, and she made me this sign,
0: Aww. and it's the Flippin'
1: Bats logo, and in Japanese, it says, thank you for making the game of baseball so much fun, and to the right of it, it says, I love you, Aww. and it's just, you know, it's yeah. it's so cool. It's so special. It was the most special trip. And now, you know, we saw in that video, you see firsthand about the the, the culture and how awesome it is. So um, Team Japan ends up winning the pool. Obviously, a lot of it because of Shohei and the offense. But, Alex. The pitching. If this team wins it all, which yeah. they very, very well it's could. It's looking like it. It's because of their pitching. It has been so good. Yeah. I mean, you look at this, you look at their numbers as a whole, right? They've pitched, they've played four games and 36 innings pitched, a 1.50 ERA, a 0.61 whip, 18 hits allowed total, 54 strikeouts, and four walks. That's it. The pitching has been dominant from the names that we know, Shohei Otani, and and you Darvish and even Roki Sasaki has become fairly well known here, but also from the names that we might not have known. Yeah. And this, I've just been blown away by their pitching.
0: So we've seen, we've gotten a good taste of what they have, right? And we we know that there's always there's pitch restrictions. So how do you see Japan's pitching staff lining up for the rest of the tournament?
1: Yeah, it's it lines up pretty well. Yeah. I, I know how it lines up Give and it to us. um in the quarterfinals which they they will be facing team Italy we'll yeah. we'll be talking about Poule and the craziness that ensued in a little while. They'll be p- playing team Italy in the quarterfinal where on the mound will be Shohei and you Darvish. They're basically going to piggyback and throw Probably four innings each.
0: How special.
1: Shohei Otani and Yu Darvish pitching in the quarterfinal. And that will be Shohei's last start until he gets back with the Angels and and Yu Darvish as well. Back, not with the Angels though, with the Padres. That's the quarterfinal. The semifinal for Team Japan, Roki Sasaki, who we just saw throwing 102 with nasty off speed. And then the final lines up to be Yoshinibu Yamamoto who we saw was unbelievable for team Japan just the other night. They they are set up for success. They look they look good.
0: I mean, after seeing every team play at least a game now, Japan is the the full complete package. Yep. However, the competition isn't the same as it is out here yep. in the states both in Phoenix and in Miami. Yep. So so that's something you have to consider. Their
1: pool was fairly They're, weak.
0: Fair yes. So it, it's going to be a little different once they <laughs> quarters Italy
1: I don't know, Italy not was a, fairly, you know, that pool ended. Yeah, up being. Yeah, it could have been anybody.
0: Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I see Japan coasting pretty easy. Yeah. to the semi f- and finals I, with who they have.
1: Yeah, I mean, I at yeah. least like them to get over here to the United States oh, yeah. um, to to get to the semis. Then, kind of all you, you never know with the amount of talent that will be in it. But I, I I like them to get over here at least. And the other team, Alex, that advanced and the game just went final. So the other team that advanced out of Pool B, which nobody saw coming, I don't think, yeah. was Team Australia, Cinderella. Yeah,
0: that's what you you dubbed them. I dubbed them. Yeah,
1: they appear to be this year's Cinderella and. They look. They looked good. So they will go up against. Uh, we'll talk about. We'll talk about pool A.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Let's. <laughs> I'm gonna Let ruin it, the whole pool no, A. So. No. 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 Yeah. Let's just
0: go right into pool A because the madness that we thought could possibly happen, actually happened. Where every team finished with a two-two record, and we had to go. Say your favorite word. The new word. Quotient. Quotient. Run quotients. That's what it comes down
1: to, you guys. We sat here last night when we were recording and said, man, there is some craziness that could happen, but this has to happen and this has to happen. Both things did happen. Cuba won and Italy beat the Netherlands, meaning every single team in A, from top to bottom, one through five, finished two and two. So what it came down to was run Quotient, a word that I have said more in the past three days than I have ever said in my entire life. In fact, I didn't even know what it really meant until the yeah, other day. <laughs> and, now, and now, even we're then, here. after
0: talking about it last night, it's like today. Explain it again, please, and, and break it down what just happened.
1: <laughs> Give me the definition of quotient. Okay, yeah, moving on. <laughs> um, so Yeah, the run quotient ended up being the deciding factor here. And Team Italy, as I mentioned, took home the number two seed out of this pool and will go on to play at Team Japan. And the winner of Pool A after everything was somehow Team Cuba, who started the entire tournament 0-2. They come back. Two and two, and via the run quotient, end up the number one seed. So everybody here finished two and two. Cuba and Italy advance, and Chinese Taipei, who finished with the exact same record as those two teams, now has to re qualify for the next WBC because they finished in last in the pool. That is unfortunate.
0: That That's just crazy to me. And I love how you said after Cuba lost their first two games, Cuba is toast. Oh, yeah, and I called them toast. I, and then they ended up finishing first. But it's like, do you really? And like every single team in your pool had the exact same record. This is just weird. Do, do you like the way it's decided right now?
1: I do not. Okay, how would you change I it? I don't. And I need to more so figure this out. Okay, right. I don't off the top of my head know how it needs to be fixed, All right. But it does it does need to be fixed, you know, like it, it gets to the point where it's number of runs allowed divided by number of outs gotten. But that means if you mercy rule a team, let's say in the seventh inning, that's six less outs you're getting. Yes, you're scoring more runs. But scoring runs isn't what matters the most. So use use Canada as a reference today. Yep. They mercied Team Great Britain. Yep. Only pitched seven innings, I think it was. Maybe it was eight. I, I, I forget how many innings they played. Seven. Seven it innings. Seven. So six outs there that they didn't get but they gave up eight runs. Yeah. So they're punished for mercy ruling in the in the tiebreaker because they're not going to have as many outs as other people because they mercy ruled the team, and they gave up eight runs in that game. So for purposes of a tiebreaker, them scoring 18 runs means nothing. It's the fact that they gave up eight runs, and they're in trouble more so because they didn't get those outs. It's just That's crazy. An, it's insane, and it needs to be fixed, and I will, by the next WBC... So tune back in to flipping bats in four years, three years, <laughs> and I will have the tiebreaker solution uh, to a T. Okay. Trust me.
0: That's, it's a little too far of a preview. Let's go to a shorter look oh, okay. ahead to USA Canada tomorrow night. Okay. Because <laughs> USA has got to turn things around. How do they bounce back from this embarrassing loss to Mexico tonight?
1: Well, it goes without saying. Must win yeah. now. No. Absolutely, a must win. And the way they turn things around, and we've talked about the emotion that we've seen out on the field, and it kind of just looks like they've been running through the motions.
0: Lack thereof? Yes. Yeah.
1: We got the guy on the mound that we need. Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn will come with a big old FU attitude. He does every single time he takes the mound. He pitches with an energy. He pitches with a passion. For me, it starts right there. Yeah. Having a guy in charge, on the mound, that will bring the energy, supply the energy, and is a dang good pitcher in his own right. Lance Lynn will be on the mound for Team USA. Uh, so again, you can't allow yourself to get behind early. Team Canada can hit. Yeah, we saw that. They, 18 runs. They can hit. Yeah. Like legitimately. Their leadoff batter, a big-time prospect. Freddie Freeman's in the lineup. Tyler O'Neill looks awesome right now. And Bo Nail, you know, they got some guys in that lineup. They can hit. So USA, we need, to, we need to get a lead early and then capitalize.
0: Well, oh yeah. USA needs to hit. And they're going to be facing Mitch Bratt tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You got to put up runs.
1: You might be there's, saying there's right no now, excuse. if you're listening, who is Mitch Bratt? Tell us. Well, Mitch Bratt is the pitcher that Team USA will be facing for Team Canada. He is 19 years old. He is a high school draftee. He's in the Rangers organization in single A. He is a single A 19-year-old pitcher going up against one of the best lineups that has ever existed. It is time to win. Uh-huh. <laughs> Handily. Oh, yeah. Now, what I will say, I would rather win tomorrow. Yeah, that's him. That's Wait. him. If you're watching.
0: He looks like a he- – Yep. He looks like a teenager. Yeah. He looks like he could be a middle school.
1: Well, he is a teenager. 19. 19. And he's going to face a lineup with MVPs and wow. future Hall of Famers. and Yeah. Wow. So, what I will say this. I don't really care about facing him. Yeah. I would rather win tomorrow one to nothing. Okay. Just don't give up runs. Okay? <laughs>
0: it, do- it doesn't matter how stop, many you put on the, stop run- the, runs. On the board. Stop the run. Stop
1: the run. Please, for the love of God, (laughs) stop giving up runs. That's what needs to happen. Uh, Team USA, tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern, on Fox against Team Canada in what is now an absolute must-win ball game, and we have to limit the runs.
0: Yeah, they do. It must win. All right, let's take a look back from this crazy day of baseball. What are your top five moments from Sunday?
1: I'm excited to talk about this because I have there's been a lot of negative a lot of negativity, you know, well, just in the last like four hours bummer of a, last yeah. four hours. <laughs> so now yeah. we're going to talk about some of the highlights of the day and boy are there highlights. Let's start at number five. Garrett Stubbs Astros Phillies legend coming through for Team Israel tie game one one bottom of the eighth bases loaded two outs. And he hits a ground rule double, scoring two runs, giving Team Israel a three to one lead. He's absolutely amped up for his squad, obviously, and they go on to win that game because of him. So, really cool moment there.
0: Moment number four: the moment Italy found out they advanced.
1: This was really, really cool. So, I talked about the, we talked about the Pool A scenario. Yeah. And it's like, okay, Team Italy won and did what they needed to do. Now everybody is two and two. Who advanced? Well, Team Italy didn't know. Nobody knew. Literally nobody knew. Somebody was somewhere crunching the run quotient numbers, (laughs) and nobody knew what the hell was going on. So Team Italy, down on the field, finally finds out because the scoreboard flashes, congratulations to the teams heading to Japan for the quarterfinals, Team Cuba and Team Italy. And Team Italy was out on the field, saw the scoreboard, and started jumping up and down, running all around. Mike Piazza, yeah, like, look at Hall Mike. of Fame catcher, manager of Team Italy, hands in the air. It was so cool and something you literally never see because when does something like this ever happen? That it was awesome.
0: It doesn't. I I, I got to be honest. I I've also fallen in love with Team Italy, their celebrations hmm. when they do good plays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Their Nespresso. <laughs> Espresso machine in the dugout, their mustaches. They just, again, you talk about emotions and feeling while you're playing. This team has it.
1: Yep. Yeah. What a moment. That was cool.
0: All right. Moment number three. The moment.
1: The moment of the morning, that's for sure. Shohei Otani's massive home run off the scoreboard. So cool. Obviously, the home run itself was special, but the moment... The moment was super special. Their, their icon, their superstar. He means everything mm-hmm. to to baseball in that country, to to the country as a whole. Yeah, half half of the households in Japan were watching him pitch in Game One. Forty six percent of every single household in Japan tuned in to watch him pitch. What he means is so much to that country and. To see his first ever World Baseball Classic home run in the Tokyo Dome off of his face on the scoreboard in the outfield, 450 feet away, was a moment this morning that uh, was really cool to watch on my couch. It was special.
0: It's crazy because it's usually the other way around, right? So Japan wakes up whenever he's playing for the Angels. And they have followed his career the entire time he's been here in Major League, playing in Major League Baseball in the United States. After he's won an MVP, after he solidified himself as one of the greatest players in the game already, this is the first time he has gone back to Japan and been able to have that moment with his home country fans and people in the stands being a part of it is just chills. Yeah. It's incredible. Yep.
1: All right, number two. For this one, I hope you're watching. If you're listening, I'm going to try my best to explain. (laughs) Joe Lasora escaping a jam for Team Italy, comes in, six to one ball game, bases loaded, nobody out, gets out of it, and goes insane. He goes ham. He's losing his mind. He's losing <laughs> his mind. Hat off, glove off, screaming. screaming at the top of his lungs. I am him. Chest getting bumping. Getting into the dugout, chest He's bumping. He's chest bumping
0: every single teammate <laughs> as he walks in. He's in the dugout now. Arms are flaring, going up against every guy in the wall. Like, it is mayhem.
1: What a... The, uh, He's I still love going. This. I love this. And you know what? Every bit of it is deserved. Yes. They end up, he didn't know at this point if they'd be getting in or not if they won. This mattered. Six to one ball game comes in with the bases loaded and nobody out. To get out to get out of that situation, let it out, young man. Yeah. Let it out. It was so cool to see that celebration. I love it. I love the energy. I love the passion. It's what the game of baseball needs.
0: Oh, yeah, not giving up a run. Yeah. That probably was the difference and the reason that they moved on to the next round. Yeah, I mean, he gets
1: up two runs there. Next thing you know, they're not moving on. Quotient, you're down. Yep. (laughs) Yep.
0: All right. Moment number one.
1: Moment number one was the moment in the Tokyo Dome that happened right after Shohei hit that home run and the girl caught the ball in the stands and passed it around to everybody that wanted to see it in the stands and ultimately it being returned to her. How cool the honor, the respect you have to have for one another in the stands to be able to do that. We don't see that here. I've never seen that in my life. You see a home run ball in the United States, it's a dog pile to get it, and then you are running the other direction. Um, to see to see that in the stands with a, a home run ball that meant a lot to the entire nation, yep. meant a lot to means a lot to Shohei. He is very vocal about. He said, as a kid, I dreamed about hitting a home run in the WBC. And that's the ball that finally got that done, and for them to be in the stands just passing it around because they care, yeah, because they care about everybody around them and they yeah. want to share a moment with people. Man, that's just a that's a that's a statement that's larger than than just baseball. Like yeah. that speaks volumes to their culture, speaks volumes to the the people, and the rest of the world can learn a lot.
0: Oh yes, from. Oh, yes, from, we can from them. Yes, we can. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was magical.
1: Yeah. Really cool. What a day. Oh, what, what a, a day. day. And I I look, I'm not running on a ton of sleep here, Alex. Last night was probably the most sleep I've gotten in a while. I think I got five hours. Is that what I
0: said? Yeah, Split up. You took a two hour nap two, and then three hour nap. Two different
1: sessions. After took a Japan. Two hour nap. Yeah. And then a three hour after Japan nap. Went to bed for three hours. Yeah. Um, so I'm not running on a ton of sleep. And then for Team USA to, to pull out the performance they did today just put me in a daggum bad mood. I know. That, know? Was,
0: that was a brutal. We, we were all watching the game, having dinner we're together. are right now. I am, I am sad. sad. That's me. <laughs> I am sad. That's me. Sad, sad, sad. Um,
1: but again, I, I am loving every single second of this tournament. This is the World Baseball Classic that forever changed it Moving forward. I hope everybody's watching. I hope we're seeing the crowds and learning from things. I hope Team USA pitchers are watching saying, you know what, I want to be a part of this next time. Uh I hope every player that's not playing says, this is what I want to be a part of. I really do. And this tournament just continues to grow. The game of baseball continues to grow. And that's what this show it's all about, my friends, is growing the game of baseball together and talking about it and talking about how fun it is and just having a good time all together. The flippin' bats community is one of the best. And this WBC has been an absolute blast.
0: It has we've hit officially hit every emotion. We haven't been angry and upset yet. And now you got it. We got excitement. You you cried. You've been overjoyed. You've been shocked. Tired. You, mm, you've been tired. And now you've been mad and angry and embarrassed and pissed. And that's okay. We got to turn the page. You yeah. got to have a short memory. It's baseball. We have another game tomorrow against Canada and USA. You can turn it around. Sure. You can do it. Forget about tonight. Let's worry about tomorrow and let's win the game against Canada.
1: Absolutely. Eh? <laughs> hey, perfect. <laughs> Um, short memory indeed. Tomorrow it all happens again. We will be back for another flipping Bats Now. Live pregame show for the USA game at 945 Eastern, 645 Pacific. And then again, live immediately postgame recording our new episode. So And it'll drop immediately after. Thank you all for listening. Today was a blast. And then Team USA, you got to turn it around. And gotta I believe they will tomorrow. Um, So thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, and we're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch every episode on YouTube as well at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. For another episode of Flippin' Bats Now, World Baseball Classic rolls on. Thank you all for listening, and we will be back tomorrow for the pregame show. Thanks for listening, guys. See you.